This is Ryan watching the movie where we get our friend Ryan to watch a movie and tell us what he thought. On balls of the lumberyard. Watching the Grubbian Crawl. Magi. <laughs> if you're listening to this, don't even waste your time. Hello and welcome to Ryan Watches a Movie. This is episode number 228. My name's Adam Patterson. Joining me today, back with us again, we have Kevin Rakestraw. How the hell are you? Hello. It's good to have you back. I didn't know you guys were still doing this without me. Yeah, we did it for, what, two two or three weeks. Because, <laughs> I... <laughs> like, I saw him post it. I'm like, oh. Well, it, well, okay. it was difficult. I, I didn't want to do it without you, but I didn't want... There was just nonstop scheduling issues, and I didn't want to skip that many weeks without doing it. So, gotcha. I was like, you know what? They're not going to be as good without Kevin, but... We need I to sally forth. Uh, luckily, I got sick last week. Yeah, and then Ryan was sick, so. <laughs> Thank God Ryan got sick. Am I right? We're also joined by Ryan Holes. How are you? Not sick. Not sick this week. Nice. Good. What movie do we have you watch? Uh, the Disappointment Room. You know when we were, at the end of the year, when we were going over the worst movie titles and we only had the one i totally forgot about this movie the disappointments room this came out last year this is not the disappointments room this is directed by dj caruso picked this in honor of triple x the return of xander cage coming out this week same director Uh, i have a synopsis here a mother and her young son son release unimaginable horrors from the attic of their rural dream home, this stars Kate Beckinsale. Oh, wow. Ryan, tell us a little bit about the Disappointments Room. Uh, well, first of all, it should be called the Disappointments Room. <laughs> I think yeah. I, nice. I'm pretty sure I read like three reviews that did that. Uh, but how can you not, though? It's filled with nothing but Disappointments. Um. First of all, it's a late hour, 20 minutes, there's not much Second of all, kids back in sale, and her husband and her one child moved to this area where they move into a real old, real big house. And apparently she's a architect who is, you know, eventually fix everything up for herself and her family. And uh, right to the point, you find out that she had another child previously that died shortly after birth. And you also come to realize that the entire movie is possibly her her mind playing tricks on her. Um, she has this one kid, and eventually she finds out that back in the olden times, they had a disappointment room in big houses where well-to-do families kept their mentally challenged or physically disabled children and just kept them locked up in this room 
They couldn't go outside and play with anyone. No one even knew they were alive, except for Beth of Hampton. Sometimes a servant, and they find out that this judge that left in the house had a disappointment. And he had a daughter that had a physical disability, so he didn't take her out in public. And eventually he killed her in this room mm. with the hammer. Oh. Pretty bloody. And this girl's apparent death date is on the second day that her other child died. So immediately you're supposed to make that, make that connection. And they get a good guy to work on the house to help work on the house. And Eventually, he ends up digging a grave, digging up a grave site in the backyard, and it supposedly releases the bad spirits, and they hang him from a tree. And apparently, he releases the spirit cell. Now I can make contact with the real world and all this bad shit starts happening. Eventually, her son, she imagines him, imagines the ghost, trying to sort of smother her son with a pillow. And it turns out that no one's there. When the day comes into the room, they find out that a long she's losing it. And then one day, out of blue, everything is back to normal again. And they're all adorable. And happy music plays. And that's it. Do they all live happily ever after? <laughs> I, I assume so. <laughs> But it's seriously like the movie's about her having this mental breakdown and right after she eventually in her mind kills the spirit. Everything's back to normal. Like nothing. Hmm. So she she, she healed herself. Was... She healed her own mind. She defeated she defeated the demons in her mind. So what what was the cause of this? The loss of a child? Is that what made her eventually? I, I assume that's weird. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. So what did you think of this overall? Stupid. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, never changed. The, the main character uh, not the guy. <laughs> what is it? Mel? Do you know him? The main character, the main guy. Mel Rado? Yeah. Plays David? Yeah. What about about Mel? Do you know him from other movies? I've seen uh, some of the other stuff he was in, but I'm not really familiar with his work. Does he have an accent? He's British. Okay, well, in this, they both cover up their accents. 
And they're both pretty terrible. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> I can imagine. Of course. Why did I do that? I thought about that. Yeah, it was just weird casting choices. We it is odd when they do, you know, a film where it's like it takes place in some like rural American town, and then they're like the entire cast. We're gonna make them British. Yeah. yeah. It's like why like you couldn't find anybody that would that this role. I mean, it doesn't seem like a very meaty role, you know. Like, it doesn't look like it requires a lot from the actors. Yeah, I guess they're just trying to get that star power. Oh yeah, I mean, when you got a title, you got a title. You got Mel Brado got... and Kate Beckinsale. <laughs> well, I think you know with a movie called The Disappointments Room, <laughs> that's you got at least a Kate Beckinsale in there. Or at least someone of equal caliber. The only thing that interests me about this and what you've told me is the the whole idea of a disappointments room. Like, so rich people had them. Did they build a house with the intent of adding a disappointments room, or did they add the disappointments room after they had the uh, deformed kid I would Im- born? I would imagine. I would imagine that they have a large house. Right. And they convert a, a regular and have, room. Yeah, with... and, yeah, and you, you know, these rich people have like forty-seven rooms in their house. It's got like three levels to it. And then when you have a kid that's born with a deformity, you're like, "Hey, that seventh study, let's turn that into a disappointments room because because of this child. That way, we can keep it hidden away." Mm. I, I, uh, I like the idea of them planning a disappointments room. Like they're looking at the. You know, just in the case. blueprint just for the home, case. and they're like, okay, and this is going to be the study, and then this will be the disappointments room, just in case. Never know. We never know. We want to have it that way because I know that you. We're planning on having a family, so just in case. I know you like your own space. I know you want your man cave, so we're going to plan ahead. That way you're not going to lose it. Do you think that the. Like when the rich people got together and socialized, that they talked about their disappointments room? Maybe, maybe they took like with each other. They yeah. traded desi- yeah. design tips and things for their yeah. Like, oh, you have a cage in your disappointments room. How much does that cost? Yeah. Do you put curtains in your disappointments room, or do you just leave it unfurnished? Do because I mean it's a disappointment. Do you have room. like a little? I don't know. A little slot in the door where you you can shove food trays underneath, so you never have to actually see your disappointment or. Do you have to go in and in this every time they showed the room, the little girls in there with their deformed face playing with dolls. That's all you ever see of her. Mm. Yeah. So she's she's she was just born with a deformed face. Yeah. That's what's going on here. Now, Ryan, what are you, what are your thoughts on disappointment? Yeah, because, because if we know if your yeah. if your family was well off back in that time. That room would be, uh, you'd be living in a disappointments room. To me, it's sort of like a Nazi room. An, I think. A Nazi room? Like a man. They're trying to hide the damn perfect child. Yeah, well, that's what aristocrats did back then. I don't like that. They did, they did not like your kind, Ryan. I, like I feel like every room that yeah. I enter immediately turns into a disappointments <laughs> room. Just, I mean, honestly, if it's not, I mean, think of rooms, really. Like, what do they have to offer? Yes, yeah, just. I space. would imagine that most rooms would be disappointments. Yeah, unless you walk into one, and it's like filled with chocolate. 
then I'd be like, damn, this room's not a disappointment. But to a diabetic, it probably would be. See, yeah, it's so, all a matter of perspective. Yeah. That's true. So this movie got a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up, zero. <laughs> is this On Metacritic, this is a 31. I was amazed. This, this got a wide release. I remember talking about it very briefly when on the podcast when it came out and just laughing at the name. I mean, come on. Who came up with this? The Disappointments Room? That is, that is an I mean, I, I get that it's... And for it to get, it's... Well, it's like, it's a bad name, but that's like, that's like a bad VOD name. I know. Like, for this to get wide release, I mean, no one thought to change the title of this. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But I do see that on Wikipedia, just because of it being wide release, that in its third week, it was dropped from all but 36 oh, wow. theaters. So 97.4% of theaters dropped it, which set a record for highest percentage of theaters dropping a film in its third week, surpassing the 97.2% by the infamous Geely. Oh, really? I thought, I remember Gem and the Holograms. That one got pulled really quickly oh yeah that's right i don't know what that one was like what the percentage was but man that one that might be on a whole other do we have brian watch that yeah yeah (laughs) so you know what that means brian geely up next 2017 well actually i almost gave him geely last week because live by night came out and i was (laughs) so i was gonna give him geely and then we didn't end up doing a movie that week i don't even i don't Uh... remember what i Originally did give you, but at any rate, uh, let's talk about DJ Caruso. Now, this guy at the beginning, he had some decent stuff coming out. He did the Salt and Sea. Remember that one, Kevin? Yeah, yeah. I was a big uh, yeah. I was a big fan of that one. Now, maybe if I watched it today, I wouldn't like it as much. But I liked that one back in the day. That came out in two thousand two. He did Taking Lives, uh, which. That was the one with Angelina Jolie and Ethan Hawke and Kiefer Sutherland. Mm, yeah. Uh, if I remember correctly, that was kind of like a, was that like a procedural? Yeah, like a serial yeah. killer. I, I think I liked that one too. He did Disturbia, which I liked. That was the one that was the, kind of the rear window remake of sorts yeah. with uh, Shia LaBeouf. That was good, surprisingly. And then he did Eagle Eye, which was another one with... Uh, I think that was another one with Shia LaBeouf and Michelle Moynihan, which I think I liked that one too, actually. You're all about DJ Cruz. But then from that, from there, it was was a pretty hard drop. He did I'm Number Four, which was, uh, that was like some kind of, maybe a superhero type. Aliens, aliens and their guardians are hiding on Earth from intergalactic bounty hunters. (laughs) Yeah, nah. Uh Nah, nah, (laughs) nah. And then he did uh, he did standing up. What's what's that one? I don't remember that one. Looks like it's some sort of family movie. Yeah, I'm not sure what that's all about. Two kids befriend each other after being left stripped nude in a lake as the victims of an immature summer camp prank. Hmm. Oh. Okay. Okay. Doesn't look that great. No. And then uh, the disappointments room. And then now he's doing triple X return. Of Xander Cage. So he's just he seems like a kind of like a gun for hire. That's what he seems like to me. Just bouncing around. Yeah. It's rumored that he what? will be directing G.I. Joe part three. 
Why are they even making that? Because the people demand it, We Brian. need more G.I. Joe. Especially in this political climate. We need real American heroes. I think he was, uh, he was doing an interview, it was either this week or last week, where he said that originally G.I. Joe 3 was going to be a G.I. Joe Transformers crossover. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> Com- combining <laughs> two uh, shit piles into uh, one uh, giant shit pile. Hell yeah. I mean, as if... When, when you're a kid, did you ever want... I- if you if you would have told me if you would have if you go back in time and and talk to nine ten year old Adam and you say hey there's going to be a live action Transformers movie a live action GI Joe movie and then guess what there's going to be another one where they team up or cross over I would have lost my mind I would have been so excited I wouldn't have been able I would I probably would have peed my pants I probably would have pissed myself but now I think I just would have been completely just shaken to the core just trying to like wrap my head around yeah well first i'd be like you're you're lying there's no way that's ever going to happen but then you do it now and if they did announce gi joe 3 was some kind of transformers crossover and it would be like the exact opposite i would like wither up and die because that that, those are like the last vestiges of my childhood being destroyed it's it's a sad reality that we live in today that this it's gonna happen uh wouldn't surprise and me. they'll tie it in with like they'll tie it in with like pound puppies or some shit so they'll tie it in with teenage mutant ninja turtles what they're gonna do because uh, you know that. michael bay he, definitely michael bay produ- he, he's producing those turtle movies he directs transformers Jeez, they could e- yeah, they could easily pull all that stuff together that'd be cool Joseph Gordon-Levitt re- reprising his role as Cobra Commander. <laughs> what a what a terrible idea that was. I think people forget that he was Cobra Commander. Oh god. <laughs> Jesus Why? Christ. Oh man, they really fucked that one up, didn't they? Uh any final thoughts on the disappointments room before we give you a drum roll, Ryan? Normally. When they say Kid Beggins now, that excites me. But this, there, nothing can make this any a, a good at all. I don't know the words to tell you how terrible this Are you... You just, you can't find English words. I know, <laughs> you can't form a sentence. <laughs> A coherent sentence to describe how terrible it is. It's slightly above cat. Oh man, slightly, slightly above Catwoman on the Catwoman scale. Just because I know it didn't have a big budget, so it wasn't as big of a fail. It's always about that budget. <laughs> that's 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 what makes or breaks it for Ryan. Yes. Did you? I mean, what about it? Did you know that it's written by one of the guys from Prison Break? Uh, like the main character uh, yeah Wentworth Miller that wrote Stoker uh, uh, were you a fan of Prison Break and that was on Fox somewhat yeah he's on um, or he was I don't know if he still is on that Legends of Tomorrow uh, show he he plays Captain Cold and the guy who plays his brother in Prison Break 
is also on that show and plays his brother what? in the show. Yeah. How crazy is that? Damn. I did. Good I had no guys. idea that he wrote Stoker. I have like, mm-hmm. I have like so much more respect for that guy now. I mean, it's I, I liked him before, but that's really surprising to me. I can't believe that. That's a, it's one of those things where I'm like, every time I see that, I'm like, that can't be right. Someone just needs to fix that. It's so no odd, isn't it? it? I think it's like an error that's on the internet, and no one's gotten around <laughs> to fixing it. Somebody just goes with it. <laughs> They're just like, yeah, it, does, it doesn't. It does seem like one of those crafty wikipedia edits you know yeah and people are just like ah oh, let him have who it who wrote stoker oh went with miller <laughs> oh we'll give that to him <laughs> you can have it uh what about uh underworld ryan Are you excited for the new underworld with kate beckinsale did you did you check that one out i saw one trailer it looked all right i guess you were uh you know, you're been sort of disappointing Hmm. Yeah, I thought you were a pretty big fan of that series. The fact that I say the first couple and the last couple, that means there are too many of them. All right, let's go ahead and give you a drum roll on this thing. Ryan, what do you give the disappointments room? One. Oh. Bang out a one there. It was a quick shot. The one. I knew, I knew, you me. Did you, as soon as the credits came up on the screen, did you throw your hands in the air and say one? Yes, the mom said, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> one, Ryan. I, I love that you're like, I knew beforehand, before you asked me. I just assumed that's how you always did it. Well, yeah, I hope that you have a score in mind. <laughs> I like I like to think of him not thinking about that at all until you ask him. Well, you know what? I never thought of it. What number would I give it? You know what? No, you it's know, not, it's it, not it's, like we've been doing it for 220. I can say that, but it'd be it'd make me slightly hypocritical because oftentimes we review movies on the regular show and I have no score in <laughs> mind going into it. That's true. That's true. Oh, I do that a lot, lot actually. I often want to give it lower than one, but it's reserved for a cut one. <laughs> and most of it, did I get the other cat the point five? A talking cat. Yeah. I think he did give that one a point five. Didn't you give one a zero? I feel like he did give one a zero. Oh. I thought so. Anyway, what do you think about Triple X Return of Xander Cage? Nope. Nope. <laughs> what? Did like the first one? Did the second one? Oh, you didn't like the first one. The third one. I figured you'd be into the first one. I thought you did like the first one. No. Nope. I'm pretty sure you did like the first one, because I remember you talking about it and trying to get me to watch it over at your house. Because I think the first one came oh, out yeah. when you were when we were still living in the same city, and I thought uh, I thought you were all I about did, that triple X. I would like to point out that Triple X does have Donnie Yen and Tony Jaa. Yeah, they're they're bad guys though. I, I hate it when they put these really talented martial arts actors in just the generic. Hey, that's that's a karate guy. That that, that karate villain where he gets has yeah, one cool fight a, and gets killed. Yeah, that's the bummer because you know that Vin Diesel's going to beat them, which would which never would happen. never happen in a million billion years. 
It also Ryan, does this does this appeal to you? Neymar is in it. He what? plays Neymar. <laughs> oh my are you serious? Yeah, Neymar's in it, dude. Um Neymar. Yeah, <laughs> he plays himself. Would you, would you I'm guessing he plays himself. That's or, it. Uh, just... I can't watch it just to see how good of an actor is. I hope it My guess is that he couldn't remember a character's name so they named him Neymar yeah I, I hope that he doesn't play himself I hope that he's another character that just is coincidentally named cause, Neymar yeah because wouldn't you know wouldn't you put himself if he's playing you know a soccer you'd player think, named Neymar you'd think you so would just put, yeah you would think so I hope he gets in a, I hope he gets in a fight with like Donnie Yen or something that'd be fantastic and Donnie Yen just rips his throat <laughs> Oh God! Yeah, I'm not. I I haven't seen any of the other Triple X movies, and I have no desire to see this one. It's just nothing about. I like action movies. I like cheesy action movies, but for some reason, this series just never did it for me. I don't know why. Yeah, I'm just. And they have more twigs in energy drink and does motocross. Uh, oh, God. Any final thoughts, Ryan, on Triple X Return of Xander Cage or no. or the Disappointments Room? <laughs> I can't say without laughing. This man's just a giant disappointment. There we go. Mm. There we go. That's the, that's the tagline. All right, I think that that's going to wrap it up for this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you have questions or topics, send them to podcast at filmpulse.net. You can follow us on Twitter at filmpulse.net, at filmpulsekevin, and at my legs don't work. And if you have a minute, take a look at our Patreon page, patreon.com slash filmpulse, and consider helping us out by becoming a subscriber for just $1 per month. For Kevin Rakestraw and Ryan Holes, my name's Adam Patterson. We'll see you next week. See you later.